Hey kiddo, welcome to the Inspire to Engage podcast, where we talk marketing for small business owners, how we can serve our existing clients well, and ways for us to engage more with potential clients. And of course, we'll talk some about the juggles and struggles to do all of this while still having a life. I'm your host, Rachel Eubanks, and I'm so happy that you're here. Hello, dear listener. First of all, thank you so much for pressing play on this podcast episode. And second of all, I think you're in for a real treat. This episode is with Stacy Hamner from Reclaimed Spirit. She has grown her business tremendously in the last couple of years. It's a brick and mortar. And with this being quarter four, holiday shopping is starting already. I wanted to talk to her about how she's getting her store ready for the holiday rush. Stacy was gracious with her time. She was patient with me. I'll give you a heads up. We did have some internet issues. We actually stopped and started and tried again. We still had some troubles, but the conversation is definitely worth sharing because I know that many of you own boutiques or you sell to boutiques And your thoughts right now are, what do I need to be doing to make sure that I'm ready for the holiday shoppers? I even asked Stacey, I put her on the spot and say, what do you think quarter four is going to look like for brick and mortars? And so I want you to listen in, see if you agree with her. And she definitely gives some good tips, what's on her brain right now so that she is prepped for this mad rush, fingers crossed, mad rush to these brick and mortar stores. Okay, without further ado, here is my conversation with Stacey Hamner. Hey, Stacy! I am so happy that you're here. I cannot wait to have this conversation with you. I have heard so many wonderful things about you and your store, so I cannot wait to share you with the audience. So before I go any further and keep yapping away, please introduce yourself and tell us how you got started with Reclaimed Spirit. Hey, Rachel. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. You were my very first podcast interview, so write that down. First time here, so I'm excited. My name is Stacy Hamner, and I own Reclaim Spirit, which is a uh, lifestyle boutique in downtown Florence, Alabama. We also have a website that we have our e-commerce on, and I'm a, a wife and a mom to two girls, and I also teach at our local university. So I like to do a lot of things. (laughs) I got started with Reclaimed Spirit. I can kind of give you a little background. So I went to college to be an apparel designer. And so I did that for a few years working for a large department store. I designed children's clothing for private label. So that was a really fun um, time in my life. It was when we were first getting married, no children. I traveled a lot with work. So we went to work overseas with manufacturers and I got to go to all the um, places like you know China and Shanghai and Singapore and India so lots of stamps in the passport and that was really fun I enjoyed that a lot kind of got tired of that though when we're ready to start a family and we moved to Tuscaloosa I worked for another company and I started designing fabric as a textile designer and did that for a handful of years, did a little bit of the domestic travel and started our family and um, just kind of raised babies for a little while. And um, so then after that, we were just kind of having this crazy life epiphany, I think. Like, I don't know what it was. It was a corporate world, just 
the having to be there at eight o'clock when you had a baby that still needed to eat. And um, I don't know, it just wore on me. And we just kind of had this life epiphany. So we sold our house that we had just built. I quit my corporate job and we moved up here to North Alabama. My parents live close by. We bought 10 acres in the country and had a farm and grew food and had chickens. And um, we were like homesteaders. <laughs> yes. So uh, everybody's like, you're what? Um, so that we did it and we had fun. It was really, really a wonderful time to kind of slow down. I had my girls at home with me. They were little, not in school yet. And um, just, it was precious time that you just can't get that back. And my mom had done that with me and I just, I just really wanted to do that with them. And so we did, and it was, it was great. But you know, when you're creative and you have this mm -hmm. thing, it's, it's hard to, to not do your thing. Mm -hmm. And so I started painting on these bits of wood that my dad had left over because he builds and does all kinds of stuff. So I was like, what are you doing with that? And he's like, oh, I guess like a bonfire, you know? And uh, I was like, no, 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 don't burn it. I could paint on it because I didn't have much money because I quit my job. So I had a lot more time <laughs> than money back then. And the, our church that we had joined did a bazaar on Thanksgiving. And so I started painting these little Bible verses and words and put in the bazaar. And then people started asking me to, um, you know, make them something for a birthday gift, you know, to paint a little bit more and paint a little more. And I thought, well, I can do that. Um, and so that just morphed into a little bit of art. I started painting and, um, I mean, I have no formal training in painting, but just creative stuff always. So I just, it just grew and I started doing art shows. Um, and I had a booth in a few places, you know, like the, the kind of consignment stores where everybody has a booth. I did that. And then it was so random, but like some business partners were kind of making other plans. And I just knew that one where I was supposed to go. And I was like, I'll just stay home and paint and do art shows. And that'll be beautiful. Like the next day, my husband came and said, you have to go look at this building downtown. And I'm like, what? Like opening on store was like, not, um, never plan. I don't know. We kind of always, no, never planned. We just kind of wish we could have like a, he and I, my husband Ken, um, had wanted to do like, we always antique and estate sale and stuff like that. So we had always joked that maybe we'd have a, a thing like that. But, um, so anyway, with Reclaimed Spirit as the name of the business, when I started painting art, we decided on a name that could potentially work if we were to ever have more than just my art. So reclaimed spirit really has to do with like being a born again Christian is reclaimed. And then I was also painting on reclaimed wood. So that's just kind of how that came together. And then any vintage stuff is also reclaimed. So, um, so he founds this building and says, let's go look. And of course it's like when you find a house you love, you walk in and you're like, dang, now I've got to open a store. What is happening? <laughs> so like, we just prayed about it and then slept on it. And the next day called the landlord and was like, okay, all right, we'll do it. And we were just like calculating dollars. Like how much do we have to sell to like make this rent? And cause all I had was like a few little paintings, some things that were made out of like palette wood making or we were making. And, um, this beautiful jewelry designer that I saw a piece of hers for auction at the church I was like, oh, I'm going to contact her. So I'll have jewelry because it's gorgeous. Um, I'd seen one necklace. <laughs> I just knew I had to have her. 
And I had had like a little contact with a local photographer that like we almost connected a time before anyway, I called her. And so literally we opened, like my dad made a farmhouse table so I could have stuff to, you know, to display. And um, we just opened, that's all, that's all that we had when we opened. Flash forward like three, three years and it's changed so much wow. in three years. Okay. So Stacy, you warned me when we were just chatting before I hit record, you warned me, you said, well, I've had a unique pathway to being a store owner. You did. I completely give you credit there. Now you were not <laughs> exaggerating at all. I love that story. And she almost didn't want to share it. She said, Hey, Rachel, it's, it's pretty, it's, you know, it's kind of all over the place. And I said, no, share it because so many listeners have similar paths that we don't always envision us being a small business owner, but in the end we look up and it's 2020 and we're a small business owner. So I want to thank you for sharing that. I know you're by doing that. So many other people feel validated. <laughs> They're like, okay, I'm not alone in this crazy we entrepreneur path. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm not alone. Yes. Yes. So, okay. Well, so I yeah, I wanted to hear you said, so you opened with your stuff, jewelry, and then a photographer. And now mm -hmm. about, t tell us just a little bit about what Reclaimed Spirit now holds so that people can kind of envision what it is. Okay. So we were in this, it was a small location. Um, and I just, I knew I was going to have to build more things. And I think like talking about your path and how you come to be, I felt like pretty qualified because I'd worked with retail businesses and I had been in these meetings negotiating and I knew about costs and I knew about like, you know, things like that. So I felt, I felt confident that I could make those decisions. It was just that, you know, we didn't really have a financial plan or business plan or anything like that in place. So I had to be very careful and we didn't want to borrow money. So that was our number one thing is we just wanted to operate off of cash that we had on hand. So I had to be, you know, just smart about things that I did. So we were there for about a year and I started buying a few things online, like that I could re you know, wholesale. I was like, I didn't know anything about wholesale, but I learned a little bit about that. And then I have to tell this little part too, because there's one more like jump between where I've been and where I am now is that we were there for a little over a year and we had already, we have our own line of candles and bath and body products. And so my because I couldn't find a soap maker, I got my husband to make soap and pour candles. So that's one more layer of our crazy things. <laughs> but there is a, I know. So also at the same time, Florence is growing and a boutique hotel has opened. Well, a friend of a friend contacted me and said, don't you make soaps? And so we were like, yeah, sure. And so we started doing the toiletries for the boutique hotel which is huge because wow. they're so swanky and cool. And that just was really good partnership for us. And so flash forward another year, there's a second boutique hotel that opens who also comes to us and asks us to do a custom scent for them as well. So of course we do. Um, and we had some talks and we met with them and went through that process. And at the end of it, they said, and by the way, what do you think about moving your store over here to the hotel? And I was like, what? I didn't even know that there was a space. Um, so I, we like literally like locked the door and walked across like down a block and a half to go look at this space, which is huge, connected to Big Bad Breakfast and this new boutique hotel. And again, I was like, what is happening? Because you walk in and you're like, 
this is so scary, but I have to do it. Like mm-hmm. I have to do it. You just know that's just what's coming next. And so we were like, <laughs> I felt like I had just sort of gotten a rhythm mm-hmm. there and we just picked up and moved and we had um, a lot more space to fill. And so I was like, <laughs> now I've got to start buying stuff. I've got to fill this space up. And so that's when it really changed. Now we have everything that's from our bath products that we make the candles and bath products. We have home goods. So we have a lot of kitchen entertaining essentials. We have a little bit of children's like real gifty things. We have lots of candles, handbags, jewelry, several lines of jewelry at this point. And I just added some clothing like just recently in the last couple of months. So when I say lifestyle, that's really what I mean. Cause it's just, mm-hmm. it's like a mini department store. Okay. Stacy, that was so fun to hear too, because yeah, I thought your story was crazy prior to that. And then you went on and added another <laughs> layer or two for me. And when you said that we also make our own lotions and soaps and my husband, you know, was led that up at the time. I'm just, wow. <laughs> she, before, before we, hit record on this, we were kind of chatting and I said something and she says, yeah, sometimes people want to know, do I sleep at all? I'm starting to understand why people (laughs) ask you that, Stacey. You, she did reassure me, those of you listening, she did reassure me that she does sleep, but we all wonder how and when, (laughs) because you also mentioned that you teach at the the university in, um, I assume at UNA or um, it might be an online university, but you also teach there as well. Is that just quick side note, is that dealing with textiles or is that business related? It is in the fashion department. So I do teach textiles in one semester. In this semester, I'm actually teaching an illustrator, Adobe illustrator for fashion design. So that's kind of getting my like my, my true background, my college background, fashion, um, little passion back to, back to busy. (laughs) Okay. Well, good. Well, good. Okay. So I had you on because Stacy has done a phenomenal job of growing reclaimed spirit from, like she said, paintings on reclaimed wood all the way up to a store now that is attached to a boutique hotel and a restaurant in Florence, Alabama. And she's, she's done really well at that. And I, I know there's probably been some stumbling blocks. It, it all happens, but at the same time, you've done such a nice job. We're in quarter four, Stacy, and it is year 2020. Mm-hmm. What in the world do you, do you, let me ask you this, and there's no way, there's no right answer here for you, but I'm going to put you on the spot anyway. What do you think quarter four is going to look like for brick and mortar stores? I am optimistically hopeful that we're going to be like blown away. That's what I'm expecting. I think, you know, sometimes you're afraid to say that because you're like, well, I don't know. I mean, because it could always just suck, yeah. but it has been leading up and keeping a pretty good pace. There's a lot of like, you know, political and things that we can't control mm-hmm. that we don't know. And, you know, I think there's some fear mongering that can confuse you. And I think the best thing is just to go and try. I feel like my whole, my whole path has just been very, God led, and I have always just said, I just feel like I'm not bringing me this far to just leave me. Whatever happens is something that we're going to make it through. But for fourth quarter, I just feel like people are people are more ready than ever to like gift and shop and seem to be. I, I don't really know the why because you know they 
I've been shopping for several months now, but it's like people are not stopping their plans. And I think brick and mortars, especially small business are seeing, I feel like I'm seeing more because people are just appreciating and trying to support small business more. We're in a small town and I think it, it may be easier for me to see that because we're a small town, but I just really feel like people have rallied. I feel like I have the best customers in the world that they're so loyal and thoughtful that, um, I just, I love showing up for them to help them. Um, but I think it's going to be a phenomenal fourth quarter. I mean, I just hope I'm prepared. That's my, <laughs> that's where my mind is. Oh, okay. So you're doing a good job leading into this next question. And before we get to the next question about how you are preparing, you know, I want to lean in on your answer as well, Stacey. Part of, part of what I do as a podcast host and as a copywriter for small businesses is I do spend time talking to a lot of other small business owners. And I'm hearing the same thing from other boutique owners, just like you, that yes, there have been tough months in 2020, but for the most part, they are seeing people in their stores and at their workshops ready. Of course, they're, they're, they've got their mask on, they're following regulations, they're social distancing and, and washing their hands and hand sanitizing like they're supposed to. But for the most part, they are out there and ready to be with other humans and are very yes. appreciative, mm -hmm. do seem to be very appreciative of small businesses. And so I love the attitude right there. I actually wrote your phrase optimistically hopeful. I love that phrase. And then you said something that, that people seem more ready than ever to gift. And I, I do think that 2020 as horrible as it's been, it has put us back around our family. It slowed us down some. And I think it has reminded a lot of us how precious this time is. And then even if you've been separated from your family due to COVID situations, that's another reminder of how precious it is to, for th that those mm -hmm. people are to you. So I agree with you. I think people are ready to gift. Hey, it's me. I wanted to pause this episode for just a second for a commercial. This episode is brought to you by my online course, Creating an Ideal Customer Story. Maybe you were like me several years ago. You kept, hear you kept hearing all of these business coaches saying, get really clear on who it is that you serve. Know your target audience. And you keep wondering, but how? How do I get clear? How do I find out about my target audience? I got really frustrated and overwhelmed. And so slowly over time, I figured out a system, figured out a process, and I did it. And I will be honest, it did change my business. It changed how I looked at my business. It gave me a purpose. It gave me some inspiration, especially in the really tough days. And so then I created a course to teach other business owners how to do it. It's called Creating an Ideal Customer Story. And you will hear the word story in the title because that's a very important element. When you finish the course, it's just two hours, so really you can finish it over a weekend or less, even a night. You will end up with a story, a narrative about your ideal client. And that's important because when you do get stuck, you cannot figure out what you want to say in that email exactly, or social media is really putting a drain on you. You pull that story back out and you read it and you're reminded of why this person buys from you, why it's important that you continue on with this business or what, why it brought you joy in the beginning. So anyway, 
if this sounds anything like you, this course is perfect for you. Head to my site, inspiretoengage.com forward slash online courses. And there you'll find it. It's right now 20 bucks. It's the year 2020. So whether you're listening at way after 2020, it's $20 right now. And it's like I said, less than two hours. So once again, head to my site, inspiretoengage.com forward slash online courses. Now back to this episode. So let's go into this next question. How are okay. you prepping for quarter four? Because this is already, this is being recorded on October 6th. So we're already into quarter four. What are you thinking yeah. right now? Okay. So I am, um, one thing I'm thinking about is I need new holiday hire. So, um, right now I have two part-time college students and then one pretty much a full-time employee. That's a, another mom that's close to my age. Fantastic team. Um, she takes a, almost all of the beautiful pictures you see on our Instagram. So she is just kind of taking that and run with it. Um, I could not have made it through this pandemic alone. I mean, I think that's very important for people. And the hardest part, I'm kind of backtracking in a second, but for that, through the whole thing, the hardest part for me was um, just doing what it took. And I think maybe the difference between people who, who, um, we're successful. You've heard pivot so many times you want to like scream at it, but it's so true. Mm -hmm. Like we worked so hard. Every transaction was like a manual transaction. We were texting our customers. It was, it was so hard to be there for them that much, but we had to do it. We, I mean, we had to do it. And so I just left my kids at home sometimes on their virtual school in, in March. And whenever I was organizing their closets, I was just like dying. So, um, but it's like make or break it time, right? You have to, you have to do that. And you couldn't just lay down and give up and quit on your, on your business and on your customers. They still needed us. It was like Easter. And so we were delivering on porches and picking up, I mean, just anything that it took to do it. So that said, I know the importance of help that I cannot do it alone. So I'm prepared to have like I don't know if I need to have people who will just wrap or just greeters at my store. We're not usually a crowded store. You know, we're smaller, but on the weekends from the restaurant, we get a lot of foot traffic. So I have to keep that in mind. Um, I am preparing to have enough gifty things like categories, like 25 and under 50 and under, um, and to make some signage that will go along with it. That makes it easy. So all of my list of things that I'm trying to do are things that are going to make, my people's life so much easier because everybody is so busy. Um, we've just seen great reaction to the virtual shopping, whether that's just like texting pictures or we have realtors that'll call us and say, Hey, I need a closing gift. And we can just ask the price point and we just have it wrapped and ready. Um, so I'm just trying to think of all my people, my categories of shoppers and the gifts that they will need to give and just kind of spoon feed it, right? Like that's what I want when I'm shopping is just show me the teacher gifts, show me <laughs> these. So I'm hot and heavy on that right now. I'm also hoping that I get my merchandise. <laughs> so true. I was going to say that is a real concern because I know that COVID has slowed things down. And so getting your merchandise, even if you are doing such a good job as far as picking 
things are going to fall within those categories of shoppers, which I thought was really a smart term right there. We got to get it to the store, right? And so merchandise getting here is definitely something to be thinking about. I want to, st I want to stop before we go back to your brick and mortar prep. Talk to me just a second about your virtual shopping, because I definitely can see brick and mortars are going to have to also think more about the virtual and what you said a couple of minutes ago about how hard you worked in March and April, I could cry because I, I was working with a, another boutique in town too. And I watched the owner like you just work and work and work. And she was just like you on the phone, however she had to do it. And she worked her tail off and she made it happen. It, it was amazing. It was a beautiful thing to watch. And I prayed really hard for her during that time. So let's talk about the fact that we've all dallied now a little bit in virtual shopping, but I don't think it's completely going away for, for brick and mortar. So can you talk a little bit about a little bit about what you have done so far with virtual shopping and are you upping it just a little bit or changing it just a little bit for the holiday rush? Okay. Um, virtual, I guess I'm going to use that as like an umbrella description for just anything that's not in person. Um, we have done everything from, Hey, let me FaceTime you and walk around the store and just pretend like you're there and show you things. We will just text pictures. Um, for some people who are like, Hey, I need something cool for my, my dining table centerpiece. And we'll just kind of, you know, design something for them and send them a picture. And they might say, Wee! you know, go back and forth with those decisions. Or we might just need a birthday gift for somebody. Um, just kind of send pictures back and forth. So we do that through the phone and text. Or I do a lot of Instagram stories. So I will do store tours. Like that's what I did today right before I zipped in here to join you. Um, I also feel like I'm not working in the store on set hours as much right now because I'm I work at home a lot so I can do my back end, all the fun, non-creative stuff. Um, if I go to the store, I can't get things done sometimes, even though I miss my people, but I, I kind of go in and float. Um, but anyway, I go and do Instagram stories because I feel like I can connect with them there. They can see my face. They can hear my voice. I can tell them why I, I bought this thing and thought that they would love it. Um, and I think that's a great place to have that connection, even though they may not see me like physically at the same time in person. Um, and then what other avenue? Oh, I, we have a Facebook VIP group. I'm not a real uh, consistent or pro at that, but it's there. And I do get some interaction for everybody who kind of hangs out on Facebook a little bit more. We try to give them like first dibs things there. And I do go live when we get like brand new merchandise in. And we'll, lives, we'll can get some like follow-up conversation after those to set off some shopping kind of like that. So okay. for holiday virtual, I think we'll just probably continue the same thing. I would love to make appointments, but I don't know that that'll happen. <laughs> we just kind of like organically go. No, and this sounds great. I just, I wanted anybody listening in that has a brick and mortar, I wanted them to be aware and be thinking about, do they continue with things that they started in March and April? Or do they switch it just a little bit? Or do they do away with it? and I, I still think like kind of what you said, we do have to continue thinking that way. Some people are still going to be scared to get out and, you know, rightly so they, they really may have a reason to be worried about shopping in public. And so keep it up your Instagram stories. Fantastic. 
suggest suggestion and it is a way to connect with people on a much more intimate way if you can't meet with them in person at the store and like you said i'm just not there as much right now because i yeah. am at home trying to get ready for this crazy holiday rush that we hope is going to be happening right <laughs> okay yes 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 for sure so really quickly, I just want to ask you to make sure you don't want to add something else to the list. So we've got the, you're definitely thinking about your hiring for the holidays, speaking of brick and mortar right mm -hmm. now. And you're definitely thinking about your category of shoppers, like the $25 and yes. under, the $50 and under. And we're hoping that our merchandise is going to get here in time. Is there anything else particularly for the brick and mortar? Yes, I am actually considering I need to pull the trigger today to bump up my holiday open house. I normally do it the second Tuesday in November and a couple of reasons I feel like I, I should sooner. Again, like the political environment just leaves me a little un, unsteady, I think, on how people will feel after that I don't know mm -hmm. we don't know nobody knows any of that but I also know that my merchandise like my fall goods are so low and I got a few ornaments out already that people are already buying and they're ready so I feel like we should just do it because everybody's ready there kind of seems to be this like shift earlier I, for whatever reasons people are just they're just excited I think to get Christmas you know so we're gonna I think we're gonna bump it up so that's like kind of changed some uh, everything is changed in 2020, right? I mean, so why not move my biggest open house night? As well? <laughs> but I've also been trying to schedule some, this was the year I was going to do so many more community things and then, you know, we couldn't gather, but I think people are willing to get out in a smaller scale. I do like feature other artists, like do pop-ups in the store, like during the evening shopping. Um, we're not normally open in the evening. So I tried to fit in some evening shopping so we're going to still try to skip those, maybe like a, an evening shopping each week and then try to bring somebody else in to collaborate. I'm going to have somebody who works for the newspaper come in and demo um, how to do a charcuterie board. And we sell the charcuterie boards and then we can have a special on those that night. So kind of some, you know, experience type things because you love your customers and you don't want to just be like always jamming, selling stuff down their throat you actually have gotten to know them and become friends with them and you just kind of want to kind of want to see them and help prepare them for these holidays oh i know i love that board idea too because you're right that's prepping everybody you're you're getting to collaborate with somebody else so that's another business and business you as like you said if you're actually going to have people to your house guess what? You've went to Reclaim Spirit and learned how to make this board look beautiful. And then even you as a business, you're going to have those boards, of course, available. So I love that idea. I love how you're thinking about getting people into the store. And I also have to agree with you too. I'm not sure how the week of the elections are going to go. And so I don't blame you for rethinking the, the open house. So I, I definitely don't, re, I definitely don't, I get it. So, hey, before we go any further, yeah. But or before we finish up, I want to ask you a question or two that to me are a little bit more fun. What is your favorite part of being a business owner? I think my favorite part, aside from my customer connections, just getting to kind of chat with people and help them make their homes look pretty. Um, I love shopping. Like shopping is so fun. So when I get to go and buy everything to bring back, it just, um, 
it's, it's so fun to see all the things and, and pick them out. And I think I like a little bit of that thrill of the challenge. Cause again, I am working off cash. Like I'll go and I have to work really hard to make smart decisions when I go do all these buys. So I'm an overthinker, but it means that I put so much thought into what I'm bringing in the store. I don't just go buy any, any old thing. We need it to be special. I have a very discerning customer and they're very, they're very thoughtful and they need, they appreciate the time I spend to find unique things. So um, that's my favorite, I think. That's a great answer. That is probably why the things in your store are so dang cute. Um, we're, I'm going to tell you, she's going to tell you here in a few minutes how to find her on Instagram so that you can look at the store as well. Okay. So we're kind of on the top of the world talking about the great thing about being a business owner. I have to ask what's one of the hardest things of being a business owner. Well, one of the hard things is shopping. <laughs> <laughs> oh no well I mean you know prioritizing I think is really one of the biggest challenges and that is like across everything I think as a mom and a wife um I'm sure every small business owner feels the same way but you know keep that 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 balance you know to still do the things that are important with your family um it's that is true. It is so hard is to, to not neglect, you know, cause you can't do it all. I just, I used to worry about like dropping the balls and I'm now I'm like, I just, I drop all the balls. Um, <laughs> but I catch the ones that are really important. <laughs> um, cause you just can't do it all. And it's okay. If you don't throw some up, you're not going to do any, you're not going to take a risk. So I know I've got to take risks, but I'm trying to take measured risks and also like still keep my family intact and spend time with them. That's important. If that means I need to hire somebody else that comes in, at this point in our life, that's, that's what I'm doing. So just that priority and just making the decisions, I think for other people who are, are in business and that wonder that that is just hard. I don't know how that ever gets easier for anybody. Just deciding what to do with your hard earned time and money is that's the challenging part for me. Mm. You're right. I, I think that's something that all of us struggle with. And especially when you own your own business, because it is, almost like a child. It, it, when I say that, I'm not being disrespectful to the humans that we really do care for and, and love like that, but the business becomes so personal and it takes up so much space in your brain that it is hard to prioritize business and family. And I, I think you're right. A lot, everybody struggles with that. And it is one of the toughest parts of being a business owner. So before we get off, Stacey, well, I think yeah, go ahead. I want to hear. I was just going to say one more thing that, you know, as women and, um, you know, you can be a perfectionist. I've been a proclaimed perfectionist before, but I think the older you get and the, the wisdom that comes with age that when I was 20, I thought was dumb when people said that about experience, but you just don't know until you do some things. But the 20 year old Stacy, if I had said done is better than perfect was, would have been like, Oh my gosh. But I think I really appreciate it now. I can't do everything. My hands cannot, I can't get it done. I can't grow as a business if I have to do everything. Kind of like, you know, there was um, somebody else, a business person was like, are you the bottleneck of your business? And like, when you say like, yes, absolutely. I'm the bottleneck. Um, you don't, you see that you can't grow. And so I think this year I have learned through all of this 2020 crazy is that, um, 
you have to bring in people. Of course, you have to make a smart decision on who those people are, but you also have to train them. And I'm trying to do a better job of training to get them to be, get it done. And for me to be okay with how it is, because otherwise it's just not done at all. So it's better than perfect. They can do a good enough job. Nobody's ever going to do the job. I will, but that's because okay. my customer, I mean, you know, your customers and people aren't quite as picky as you are. So I think that'd be one of my biggest advice to people is just don't quit, quit. If this year hasn't taught you anything, quit being perfect. Just get it done. Right. Like quit being perfect. That, that sums it up right there, Stacey. <laughs> I'm like you, I, I was definitely a perfectionist and I have been working on that constantly because you're right, you'll just never get anything done. And we don't expect our children to be perfect, but for some reason, you know, we look at ourselves and expect it and that is not going to happen. It's unattainable. So quit being perfect. I like that statement. Stacy. before <laughs> we end, will you tell the listeners where can they learn about reclaimed spirit? Yes, you can find Reclaim Spirit on Facebook and Instagram. Our handle is at Reclaim Spirit. You can also find us on our brand spanking new website, reclaimedspirithome.com. And there is a link there for contact us. So if you had any questions um, about anything, that's probably a great place to start to get in touch with me. I know too, you had mentioned that people ask you sometimes if you decorate interiors that is that and I know that you do so on your website reclaimed spirit home underneath contact that's where they would start that if they look around your Instagram and think to themselves oh my gosh this is so stinking cute I definitely want Stacy and her team at my home that's where they'd go right contact right right that's it contact us on my website that'd be perfect Awesome. Stacey, I so appreciate your time because I know it is quarter four and you've got big plans. You've got a lot of <laughs> stuff to get done. So anytime that you give your time to me and really to this audience, you know, the audiences are the audience is other small business owners. I want to tell you, thank you so much. I know you're busy and I appreciate you sitting down today to help us. Yay. Well, I, I love listening to podcasts. I've learned so much from other people sharing and I always want to do that. I really think it's so important to encourage each other that there is room for so for like all of us to succeed and we should just share that and support each other. So thank you for inviting me. This has been fun. Yay. Okay. It's me again, Rachel. I'm here to wrap up this fantastic episode. I want to remind you, of course, that if you liked this podcast episode, please rate or review it. You know the power that comes with good ratings and reviews. Also, if you enjoyed listening to Stacy, please head to her Instagram account or Facebook page, Reclaimed Spirit. Look around. That's a great way to tell her a big thank you for sharing her wisdom here on this episode. Now, you know that I always finish with three big takeaways. There were a lot of great pieces of advice in here. So I'm going to quickly cut it down to just three. Number one, Stacy said that more than ever, she, she sees shoppers that are ready to gift. That statement really stuck with me 
The funny thing is, is I'm seeing that with other colleagues that work with retail, either they are creatives and they're making things for other boutiques, or they themselves are owners of studios. Maybe they offer workshops and they're seeing people come out of the woodwork to do these workshops. Stacy's onto something. People are ready to gift. So it's our job as small business owners to be ready. Whether you are a photographer and you know that you need to be reaching out to your business friends and saying, hey, do you have those photos ready for this holiday rush? Let me, let us get together. Let's get these photos done. Or whether you're a graphic designer or whether you're somebody like me that's a copywriter or if you are the creative, the maker, the owner, I'm just telling you, people are ready to gift. That is the vibe that I'm hearing from multiple owners of small of small stores and of small studios. So takeaway number one, people are ready to give. They are ready to show love and even earlier than normal. And I think we're just looking for 2020 to, I don't want to say come to an end, but for there to be real joy, something, something to look forward to. And so I think people are really getting a jump on shopping. Takeaway number two, I liked how she thought about categories of gifters. She said, you know, I've got to make sure that I have gifts for those shoppers that are going to be looking for things $25 and under. I also need to have gifts that are ready for those that want to spend $50 and under. So looking at your shoppers and knowing what are kind of their price limits and making sure then that you can fulfill those orders. She mentioned a very important part right now is the merchandise. I know that it's hard right now to get the things that you've ordered. I know colleagues who have ordered things months and months ago and they still haven't come in. So that is going to be a fine line that retailers are walking this holiday rush. But one of the best things that we can do is to get an early jump, to be thinking about it right now and making a plan B. And that's exactly what Stacy's doing. She knows that merchandise may be an issue. She's aware of it. And that's the first step in making a plan. My third big takeaway came at the end of our conversation when I asked Stacy about what was the hardest part of being a business owner, and she was talking about prioritizing, and we got around to the perfectionist mindset. She mentioned the fact that in her 20s, she would just die. She would have just died with that notion of done is better than perfect. I can also second second that, that that's exactly how I would have behaved in my 20s and even in my early 30s. And many of us in small business, we are perfectionists. We are those high achievers. We're constantly going for the next goal. And that's a great thing. But left unchecked, it becomes a really bad thing. It keeps us from trying something new. And Stacy alluded to the fact that 2020 is the year to try new things. And that doesn't, and that means it's not going to be perfect, but we have to try new things. So I loved what she said that to quit being perfect and to stop the mindset of perfectionism and to just do it. That done is better than perfect. And before I close this episode, I just want to say how proud I am of you. Stacy mentioned how hard she worked in March and April to 
keep sales going in her store. I have to say, I was so blessed to stand beside several retailers, makers, and I watched them do the same thing. And I often wondered, how are they holding up? I knew the amount of hours they were working in the course of 24 hours. And I didn't see how they continue to have a smile on their face. And I know it's not going to be very hard for you to think back about what March and April was like. But we, we literally, as a community, would receive different information every other day. So as business owners, you would make a plan. You would think you have it together and you're ready and you'd go forward. And then you would be told two days later, hey, this is, this is not going to be allowed. This is the new regulation. I just had to end this episode and just say how proud I was, how proud I am of how you did. I'm like, Stacy. how I cringe at the word pivot, but that is what you did. And I just want to say that many of us noticed. We stand amazed. Until next episode, I hope you have a wonderful week. Bye.